Hey friends, this is your Creative Kaibiga, a podcast where we dilute famous keynotes into graspable advice on creativity, productivity, and storytelling by some of the leading creatives across the world. My name's Joe. I'm so honored to be your host, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's start the podcast. As I continuously am a podcast fan, I've been from the start an admirer of cinema. The first television we had was never a flat screen or a smart TV. It was this chunky cube fossil where you had to bang from the sides just to get signal. Luckily, with enough precision and timing, from the excessive banging, it brought us the hits channel, where golden age movie stars like Fred Astaire and Ginger Waters would dance cheek to cheek, or Audrey Hepburn would serenade Mood River to George Peppard. Although sounding unglamorous my life had been under the glow of a screen, it opened me to a splendor of creativity that was visually euphoric. I found it so fascinating what could have been hours, days, and even months of hard work would ultimately be put in a performance of minute or two. Then, in the form of YouTube 50 years later, I fear sometimes that the works in the past that I continue to love so much would be often prey to dismissal and compared to the works of today, which again, are nothing alike. They are timeless and classic, and what was the facade of this dreamlike state movies portrayed had melted into sheer laborious work, mastery, and talent, sometimes even luck to capture what was a one-in-a-million moment of crystal-clear perfection. The way that I looked at films changed since then. While being at awe of the glamour of the scene, I couple it with the idea that man, that's a lot of hard work. What my naive self didn't know is that all that dedication and hard work would be bottled up into validation from the Academy Awards. Moon River from Breakfast at Tiffany's won Best Original Score, and the song Cheek to Cheek from Top Hat had been nominated for an Oscar. I would look at the award season throughout the years, and the massive traction it would receive annually, articles from The Times, New Yorker, Vanity Fair to say a few, and then some insider scoops from Vogue and The Hollywood Reporter. Being young, I'd catch myself watching clips of these acceptance speeches from Eddie Redmayne and Lupita Nyong'o, and someday thinking when I can finally hold that golden statue too. Okay, that is one in a million times likely not to happen, for now. But I cannot help but think why we put so much attraction to these awards to dictate the quality of one's work, or wait for the validation of others to finally do what we love. It seems that we need imaginary permission, a license if you will, to validate ourselves as enough for the job. Or, when we start too late or early in the game, we fear that we haven't had enough time to prove ourselves, thus feeling more unworthy of validation or praise. I fall into this trap constantly, but there's a great idea from Paul Arden's book, It's Not How Good You Are, It's How Good You Want To Be, that debunks the glamour of awards and validation. In a page of his book that is entitled, quite directly, Don't Try To Win Awards, he writes, Be true to your subject, and you will be far more likely to create something timeless. That's where true art lies. And I quote, I hold this true, not to say that gaining recognition is ever something unlikable, but what we should drive your work should be about the process of doing, and not so much of the end result. The opportunity to write a podcast, film a video, or capture a great photo should be giving more euphoria above anything else besides a golden plaque or statue. If you define the peak of your entire career, from walking on stage to hold a golden statue for three or four minutes of cloud that will eventually be played off by some worrisome orchestra, you best think why you continue to work so hard for a one in a million chance. It's as misconstrued as working hard to win the lottery of some sort. 
the process of doing should be a treat for every artist's creative output. It is the compulsion to work and finally make something satisfying that makes the before and after so enjoyable. It relieves the artist of never-ending neurosis. If working makes you feel obligated, then stop. We continuously must understand the value of stopping our work occasionally, or maybe indefinitely, if that soothes the matter of the heart. But what really defines the creatives is the preference of doing, than not doing anything at all. In the end, there's nothing terrible of wanting a plaque or a golden statue to wear a nice suit or a sparkly dress, maybe indulge in a glass of golden champagne, and maybe dance the night away with Madonna or Rihanna. But continue reminding yourself of the why. Stay true to your why, and you are bound to create something immeasurable to an annual award season or ball. Something timeless. If I could bring you one message, it would be just to enjoy and love the process above all else. Hey, it's Joe. I hope you liked the creative advice today. Please check out the creative works featured in this episode. Now make sure to turn off your phone, use what you learned today, and do something creative. Hope to see you in the next episode.